Hey, it's Big Joe for your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer, Absolute Comfort. Chris Wedekin is the owner, and he tells us why many homeowners are giving up their air conditioners for a high-efficiency heat pump. By removing your air conditioner and replacing it with a heat pump, you are not only saving by getting a higher-efficiency air conditioner, the heat pump works in reverse and saves you money in the wintertime as well. See if a heat pump is the right move for you by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. Good morning. It is Tuesday, April 4th. It is seven minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. What should we talk about? Anything going on? Eh, you want to talk about Donald Trump? Okay. He landed in New York yesterday ahead of his historic arraignment in the Stormy Daniels hush money case. It's going to make him the first former U.S. president to face criminal charges when he is arraigned. So he took his private Boeing 757, Trump Force One, and they touched down in LaGuardia Airport yesterday around 3.30. He didn't uh, go in his usual entrance into Trump Tower. Crowds were gathering outside. Police was there, and he, he went in a side door. He's expected to be arraigned today around 2.15, where he's facing 34 counts of business fraud. His attorney, Alina Habba, is saying that Bragg's office leaked the number of counts against Trump to the press because that is information that Trump's legal team didn't have. And the fact that Bragg's office leaked the number of counts, well, that's a felony. Casey, do you have a Facebook page? Yeah. You know, on your Facebook page, each morning it'll pop up and it'll say, you have memories with Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you can go back as long as you've been on Facebook and on this day, whatever you did X amount of years ago, it will tell you what you've done. Mm -hmm. Do you ever go back and look at those photos, those memories, those posts, and um, think about how if you're future self could go back to those moments in time i would have appreciated them more. what you right would your future self <laughs> would you would your old self have believed the things your future self was going to tell you yeah so okay so picture if let's just go back to let's just say on this date 10 years ago mm-hmm. if your future self could have told your current self 10 years ago donald trump will have defeated hillary clinton In the election to be president of the United States, Donald Trump will have been impeached not once but twice and have been acquitted not once but twice. Donald Trump will then lose re-election despite getting more votes than any Republican in history. He will then declare and run for president again. He will be the front runner for president, and a district attorney in New York will attempt to derail his presidential campaign over hush money from an alleged affair to Stormy Daniels. That happened a decade before. You would tell future self, go home, you drunk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't believe any of this. You know what's really interesting, and I, I read this this morning, Eric Trump, who is with his dad through all of this, tweeted out this morning, they're all hand-picked, it's all prearranged, this corruption is on a different level, because the daughter of the judge overseeing this case worked on the Kamala Harris campaign. 
campaign. Well, it's it's so it's so different than you know, look. We've seen this with prosecutors. We've seen this with judges that Trump has had to deal with. We've obviously seen it with politicians via the repeated Democrat House impeachment. Donald Trump cannot get a fair shake, and there's it, it's no there's no um, there's no coincidence that it was New York that chose mm-hmm. to emanate this from because that is the probably next to maybe California, the least likely state. The, the state in which Trump is least likely to get a fair a fair shake. And this is a colossal waste of taxpayer time. It's a colossal waste of taxpayer resources. Not quite as big a waste as these ridiculous mailers that Republican state reps are sending out to people. We'll get into that later, but it's close. And we have seen an eroding of the justice system. And that is what should worry people the most because ultimately this is not about donald trump donald trump has the resources to fight this thing and he'll probably win because of the overwhelming resources he has at his disposal but why everyone should pay attention to this is if they will do it to him and they are they will do it to you and they have people better wake the hell up about what's going on in this country trump is becoming the eye opener well he already was but it's just even more so. And his lawyers have said they're going to enter a plea of not guilty. And now his legal team is preparing to add a constitutional expert because they're afraid that the judge is going to impose that gag order. Lawyers for Donald Trump have already filed a motion asking the judge to keep cameras out of the courtroom. They want to avoid a spectacle when he enters his plea of not guilty. So again, let's back up for everyone because at least what we know so far, and this is the other part of it, right? And we're going to play some stuff from Alan Dershowitz later. We played it, I believe, with Ethan when Ethan was in on Friday, that the crime committed here is either likely out of the grand jury itself or Alvin Bragg's office because they leaked the results of the grand jury investigation, which is a crime. The only reason we know what's going on today is because of the leak from either Alvin Bragg's office or the grand jury, very likely Alvin Bragg's office. That's the crime that has been committed here. However, based on what we know so far, so my point with all that is we have no idea what's actually in these indictments, what new evidence or embarrassing information is in there. But let's review what what happened. Donald Trump allegedly had an affair with Stormy Daniels. Donald Trump made an agreement, allegedly, unless you were to believe Michael Cohen went on his own. However, there is audio tape of Trump and Cohen discussing this. So whether Cohen paid for it out of his own money or Trump did it himself or whatever, it doesn't matter. Trump agreed or was in, in at least not objecting to money being paid to this person to not discuss that affair. Now, if you hadn't had an affair... Wouldn't you tell that person, you can kick rocks, toots. We're not doing anything here. You're not going to strong arm me, blah, blah, blah. So it would give some credence to the fact that the affair probably took place. However, Stormy Daniels has signed an affidavit that said she did not have an affair with Trump. So who knows what actually took place here? But it doesn't matter because it's not a crime whether there was an affair or wasn't an affair. You can pay any person whatever you want to not talk about whatever you want. And who's to say that money wasn't to keep her from telling his wife? Possibly has nothing to do with election. No, you're 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 100% and it's not, you're 100% correct. And it's not Trump's job to prove that. 
Right. It is Bragg's job to prove that. He is innocent until proven guilty. But he's not anymore, Casey. And the Nancy Pelosi tweet that she put mm-hmm. out last week where she said he'll have the opportunity to prove his innocence. No, that is not how it works in this country. From O.J. Simpson to Donald Trump and all points in between, the burden of proof is on the prosecution. But Nancy Pelosi, that was not a mistake. She really believes that. The Democrats really believe that. That is how, I mean, I guess unless you're you know, a rioter or a looter or a destructor of major property in major metropolitan cities across the country, well, then, of course, we'll go to the ends of the earth to defend you. But if you're Donald Trump, the onus is on you to prove your innocence. It is not on Alvin Bragg to prove your guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. The onus now is on you to prove your innocence. That's not the way it's supposed to work. Trump has hired a new lawyer. His name is Todd Blanche. He's apparently a white-collar criminal defense attorney. He resigned from his law firm to take on the Trump case, which is probably good because there has been some rumblings from the other lawyers that are with Trump that uh, Tokopina, he... may not be Trump's favorite guy right now and wouldn't you hate to be that guy because no matter what happens somebody is getting blamed well and the the, Trump would be a nightmare as a client yeah that's what I'm saying like okay I'm gonna take this but I know in the end it might Trump, Trump would be a nightmare as a client because winning the case will not be enough for him he must win overwhelmingly in the court of public opinion. Most attorneys, especially criminal attorneys, their job is to win the case. What everybody else thinks of you on the outside, it doesn't matter. It's the 12 people in the jury box or the judge if you if you go you know a bench trial. That's all that matters. And if you walk out of there with a not guilty or even a hung jury and my client is you know walking free and 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 prospering, great, mission accomplished. But with Trump, that's not good enough. So as an attorney, that would just be a disaster to have to work with mm-hmm. because no matter what you say on uh, television, unless it exonerates Trump in the court of public opinion or brings people over to Trump's side in the court of public opinion, he's going to be mad at you. Mm-hmm. Hey, real quick, can we play this audio from the mayor of New York? Yeah, because it's the return of the nonstop <laughs> Trump news cycle. The mayor of New York is issuing a warning and specifically to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Some rabble rousers <laughs> thinking about coming to our city tomorrow. Our message is clear and simple. Control yourselves. New York City is our home, not a playground for your misplaced anger. We are the safest large city in America because we respect the rule of law in New York City. And although we have no specific threats, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is known to spread misinformation and hate speech, uh, she stated she's coming to town. While you're in town, be on your best behavior. (laughs) As always, we will not allow violence or vandalism of any kind and... If one is caught participating in any act of violence, they will be arrested and held accountable, no matter who you are. And I want to, again, thank the police department, the commissioner, uh, for their response and for the necessary preparation as we deal with this major historical potential event that would take place in the city. Okay, so think about that. Now, Eric Adams, in his defense, was not the mayor of New York during the riots, the whatever. So in his defense, he was not. However, think about the response to potentially Marjorie Taylor Greene showing up versus the people who ransacked, looted, destroyed, and killed people during the summer of love. 
She's one woman. This is where the when it's a Marjorie Taylor Greene coming to our city, all hands on deck. We will spare no expense. You will be dealt with swiftly and harshly. But when it's people, you know, destroying stores, lighting things on fire, shooting people, ah, you know. He said we're the safest large city in the country. Just because you say something doesn't mean it's true. And speaking of jury and jurors, boy, we've got something to share coming yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> look at that. So one of us got a notice. <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. minutes after nine it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc good morning thank you for joining us so let's talk about what everybody else is talking about and first up it is riley Gaines. now you remember her she was the former university of kentucky swimmer who had to compete against leah thomas She's now been speaking out more than she ever has, and this was uh, originally a three-minute clip, oh. but but I only took the segment that I thought was one of the more powerful emotional parts, and this is when Riley Gaines is claiming that Leah Thomas dropped his pants and exposed male genitalia in the women's locker room at the meet last year. So Leah Thomas is the man who pretends to be a woman who still has all the male parts Mm -hmm. who beat all the women swimmers. Yes. And society had had a euphatic celebration over the fact that a man beat women in swimming. Yes. Okay. Part of this segment, Riley says that she questioned they tied and she questioned why she wasn't getting a trophy and she was told it was for a photo op oh, okay. and here she is uh claiming that the female swimmers were not forewarned before they would be sharing a locker room with him in addition to being forced to give up our awards our titles not opportunities the ncaa forced female swimmers to share a locker room with thomas a 6'4", 22-year-old male who was fully intact with male genitalia. Let me be clear. We were not forewarned. We were not asked for our consent, and we did not give our consent. If nothing else, I hope you can truly see how this is a violation of our privacy and how some of us have felt uncomfortable, awkward, um, embarrassed, and even traumatized by this experience. She's really been blasting the NCAA over this now that she's no longer a student and competing at the University of Kentucky. And more sports trending this morning. The Yukon Huskies are your 2023 national champions. They beat San Diego State 76 to 59. Is that appropriate? Don't you know just someday he'll be a coach of his own program. (laughs) This is becoming a family dynasty, if you will. And that's what a year he's had, too. And the Huskies have their dreams come true. So Danny Hurley was the coach of UConn. Boy, that game was a total snooze fest last Mm -hmm. night. I forced myself to watch it, and I had zero interest the entire time. Yeah. Just like I I, look, quite honestly, other than IU and (laughs) Purdue losing, sorry, in Mm -hmm. the first round. (laughs) Right. I had zero interest in this entire. The March Madness was kind of a dud. Tournament, yeah. Because they have, just like baseball and everything else, they have ruined it. They have ruined the sport. This NIL thing is stupid. They put their head in the sand instead of getting ahead of it. This transfer portal thing is stupid. And you have people changing teams more often than they change their underwear. There's no connection to any of these players. The best ones are one and done. And uh, 
Now, on the on the coaching side, Danny Hurley is the coach of UConn. His brother was Bobby Hurley, who is an incredibly famous basketball player at Duke, won two national championships at Duke uh, in the early 90s. His dad was a very famous high school coach, and, and – uh, So now the Hurleys are like the royalty of college basketball once again. I would not be surprised if we find that the women's game, the LSU-Iowa game, had better ratings than the men's game did last night. Well, and we talked about it, and it's fascinating now because they have a a woman, right? And you agreed with me on this, so people can't go, oh, Rob is just being sexist. No, there's a woman who is must-see, can't-miss television, Caitlin Clark, and because her ratings are super high, because she is, it's very reminiscent, I saw this the other day, and it's true, of Larry Bird with Indiana State, in 1979 where people could not miss a game that Larry Bird played because it was this team of very average or below average basketball players and this incredible Superman who made this team great. It's People are not fawning for women's college basketball. I'm sorry. You agreed with me on this. People are fawning over and can't get enough of seeing Caitlin Clark. Individual players and Jill Biden has invited both LSU and Iowa to the White House. Angel Reese, who plays for LSU and who was, you know, the big player on that team, said this is a joke. When does the loser get invited to the White House? Never. That never happens, except for apparently Jill Biden wants to meet Everyone gets a trophy, baby. Everyone gets a trophy. Finally trending, the IU Natatorium. About 800 of America's best swimmers are expected to pack the arena. It's for the national championships, which begins on June 27th, and this swimming meetup is to tune up for the Summer Olympic Trials, which will take place at Lucas Oil Stadium. All right, let's take a break. Mike is going to join us when we come back. He is off the DeSantis train. Mm -hmm. He is all Team Trump. Why do people want to lose elections? Why do people want to lose elections? <laughs> well, we will ask him coming up on 93 WIBC. Amen. Amen. It's time to go to church. Take me to church. Here to preach to the choir from the bully pulpit, Pastor Micah Beckwith. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline. All right, Beckwith, you told me you're one of those people who you were a DeSantis person, now you're a Trump person. Why do you want to lose this presidential election? <laughs> well, listen, first of all, I love DeSantis. Don't get me wrong. I think he's going to be a great president someday. But with this whole Trump charade that we're seeing I want somebody to go in and kick the system in the teeth. And Trump, I think, is just primed to do that. Another four years of Trump, he will he will just utterly, I think, just bring back these three-letter tyrannical agencies to their knees and say, you work for the people, not the other way around. That's why, I, that's why I'm all in for Trump. I just think we need a fighter to go in there and just punch the system in the teeth, and I think he's the guy to do it. Okay, so you had four years of this guy as president. He didn't do it. He put people like Mitch McConnell's wife and Dan Coates and Christopher Ray in key positions, and because he got indicted, now you're back on the tr- uh, help. What, what? Why would you trust him to do? He didn't do it last time. <laughs> well, listen, I, I think Trump made a lot of mistakes, and I think he even owned, he even owned that. Like he's, he's talked about Fauci and how he should have fired Fauci a long time ago, and and I think he knows though. I think he's learned his lesson. I why why not give him another shot when you're saying, okay, this guy gets how corrupt the swamp really is. I think he 
he had a, illusions of grandeur kind of going in the first time thinking, oh, yeah, I'll just bring in some some of my people. We'll clean this thing up. It's just like a business. Well, you you know the tentacles run deep in Washington. And I think he knows that now. And I think you give him another four years, and I think he will utterly just bring the system to its knees in a good way, in a way that – that, that gets the federal government back into this limited government mindset and gives the authority back to the state. So I think we give him a shot because I think he's learned. You think that he didn't realize how deep it ran. And, you know, there's the old saying, if he wanted to, he would. Like he could have done it the first time. No, I don't, I don't think that's true. I, I think it took him two and a half to three years just to understand who he could trust. I mean, remember how many leaks were coming out of the, the White House? Remember how – look at how many people in the bureaucratic state were working to undermine his presidency for, for the first three years. I felt like it took at least three years for him to actually be like, okay, I've got a solid team I can trust around me now. I think going back in, I think he knows – I think he knows who he can trust a little bit better. I think he's he's obviously much more aware that this place is out to destroy the everyday American, and, and including himself. I think if they hate him this much, think about how much they hate you. Think about how much they hate me. And so he's just he's just the threat. So, again, I, I look at it as he's learned a lot. And also, too, if they hate him that much, he must be the guy. To, wait, to wait, 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 wait. You think Trump gets the benefit of the doubt because he appointed Omarosa and Scaramucci <laughs> to important positions and they were talking to people? Oh, he didn't know these people were going to be leaking information. Come on, no, Micah. No, 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 no. Again, I think they were terrible appointments. Omarosa and, and Scaramucci, they were awful appointments. The, the thing with Trump, though, and this is what everybody says who knows him well, I was just talking to Hogan Gidley last week in Washington, D.C., who is the deputy uh, press uh, secretary under the Trump administration, and he said straight up, he said the most one of the most important values to Trump is loyalty. And I think he saw those people as being loyal when they really weren't. I mean, they obviously were in it for their own gain, but but they and they screwed him, and I think they've, they've got their just desserts now. But, but I think loyalty to him is, is huge, and that's kind of his biggest – weakness too it's a great strength but it's also very it could be a weakness if he sees people as being loyal and really they don't have the best interest of of the country in their in their in their mind so so again i i just think if the system hates him this much he's got to be the guy for the job at least give him four years let's see what he can do and then let's move on to an eight years of uh of desantis i think that would be an awesome run for our country okay so you said that you thought desantis would be a good president what is the road for him he's going to sit this one out and then when trump is done I, I think I think if if Ron DeSantis could take the high road here and have just great humility in all of this and recognize the 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 policy strengths, the leadership uh, prowess of Donald Trump, and just go out and just and just you know say, hey, I'm I'm all in for Trump. I'm with Trump on this. We need him for another four years. If he did that, I think he would be seen as one of probably the most uh, upstanding leaders our nation has to offer. Because really, Trump has gone after DeSantis in ways that I don't agree with. I think Trump hitting DeSantis is the stupidest thing he could do right now. Trump needs to lay off DeSantis, but. If I were DeSantis, I would say, listen, I'm going to go and I'm going to let America know that this guy is he really is the fighter we need for the just a time as this. I'm going to get behind him. And I think people would, and Trump included, would say, geez, OK, maybe you are in it for the right reasons. And and that could really open up the door. Maybe who knows? Maybe it could lead to a vice presidency nomination from from Trump. I, I don't know. And I don't know if DeSantis would take that. But 
But I do think DeSantis, if he plays his car, cards right, I think he, he really could walk into the White House four years from now and, and have a great eight-year run. Uh, Micah Beckwith is our guest. All right, Beckwith, you live up in Hamilton County. You've got a lot of really rich friends. Are they just ignoring the super high property tax bills? Or are, they, uh, are you, everybody running around you going, your friend Rob, he was totally right? Oh, no, they're saying you were totally right, Rob. I mean, it's the worst, it's your worst part of the day when you're right, you know? Well, what, what, what is the response up there? Because, I mean, you've got a lot of super liberal Republicans up there who love people like Jerry Torr and the other do-nothings, uh, Kyle Walker, all of those sort of people. So what, what is the response up there? It seems like people would like this, but they're upset? Oh, they're yeah, they're, they're screaming that. I mean, I was just in a... Uh, GOP town hall for the northern part of Hamilton County uh, a few days ago, and and we had a couple people from the council that were there speaking, and one of our commissioners was there, and and they were even mentioning how how high. Uh, how mad people are at the high prices of the property taxes right now. And, and they can't, their hands are tied. I mean, they can't really do a whole lot. We're, for, as far as the county goes, we are one of the lowest taxed counties in the state. It is all of the school referendums and these, uh, these school property taxes where there is no limits. And, and, and the counselor, uh, Mark Hall, he was, he was talking and he said, he said, I, when people come to me and they say, I'm so mad about these property taxes, he asked them this simple question. He said, did you vote for the school referendum? And he said, most of the time people say, well, yes. And he said, well, then you can't be mad because you did this to yourself. And as much as I would love for the state to fix this, that is, Mark was making a good point. We have to know what we're voting for when we vote for these referendums. I mean, we've got schools building beautiful football stadiums. We've got all of these amenities in our schools and our property taxes are killing people. And and the schools are saying we want more and more and more and more. And they just use it for this these silver lining luxuries that that really don't do anything if you're talking about educating our children. And so so we have to be better voters. We've got to be more informed when we're when we're looking at these referendums. And really, we need to elect good school board members who don't keep putting out referendums every every two or four years. So Micah Beckwith is with us. And yesterday, Micah, Abdul Hakim Shabazz, uh, running for mayor of Indianapolis, tweeted out that state rep. Ed Delaney was calling for changes in Indiana's property tax system. Any idea what those changes were? No, but I, I highly doubt it's going to be anything that's uh, going to, uh, you know, help Hoosiers in any significant way. I, I think if anything, they could probably they could maybe cap some of the school referendum taxes. Maybe that would be that might be helpful. I don't know if they would do that. They probably, especially a guy like Ed Delaney, I don't think he would necessarily have the courage and backbone to stand up to the teachers. So, you know, what does Rob say? The mean red-shirted teachers. Yes, angry red-shirted teachers. But here's the thing, Micah, and here's the thing, Casey. We're going to find out because Ed Delaney's going to be on our show tomorrow. Oh, there we go. How we can that? ask him what That's changes. Awesome. Hey, uh, awesome. real hey, quick, before we let you, know you go. What? Well, go ahead, Micah. More power to Ed. I, I think that's great that he's coming on the show. Like I, I love it when these guys say, "Hey, listen, I'll answer the tough questions." And you, you really, uh, you know, outside of a few times, you, you really do uh, ask some tough questions. So. <laughs> outside of a couple, <laughs> just a few uh, times. Hey, so Micah's going to be back Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Micah and Nathan, Pastor Nathan, are going to talk about Good Friday, and they're going to talk about Easter Sunday. Perfect. So when we have Micah back, then we're also going to talk about these people who lose their minds over Micah being a pastor and being in politics because they claim some 
some sort of bizarro 501c3 something violation. So Micah's going to laugh and address that. Uh, but before we do let you go, Micah, one last political thing. You and I are going to be at the fancy uh, Hamilton County dinner next week. I know your uh, Republican friends are very excited that I'll be sitting with the state treasurer because they love me. Hey, they. Uh, you know what, Rob? You you walk into these places and people either love you or hate you. Yes. There's no middle ground. And to be honest with you, though, Casey, this is this is true. When when Rob comes to these events with me, or when we're when we're at these things together, people people really do come up to me afterwards. Man, I love Rob. Like Rob's doing a great job. Like you know, I'll get occasionally the state rep or somebody like that. They'll say, "I hate Rob. I hope he dies." Occasionally, it's all the political people though. The non-political yeah. people love us, Casey. The political people hate us. Is that a fair assessment? I think that's a very fair assessment. Yes, and, and again, I think that's sort of a it's a, it's a Trump esque quality that you guys have. Like the people <laughs> love you, <laughs> the political elite hate your guts and want nothing to do with you. So. Micah, your plus one last year was Rob. Who is your plus one this year? Well, we got we got a few uh, people that are coming. We we sponsored the Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast. Sponsored uh, a table, and so we've got uh, Pastor Nathan and his wife Christina. My wife Susan's going to be joining us, and then Elijah Condalone, who's a champion, uh, you know, just a powerhouse uh, political champion, and his wife Crystal are going to be with us as well. And then and then we got Marlon and Stut- uh, Marlon and Christy Stutzman are coming down as well, and they're uh, we've got some people from their team that are sitting at our table. Just Marlon and Christy have been. Wait, wait, players. wait, wait! You had a table yeah. and you didn't invite. Kate, me and Casey, we had to get. I had to get an invite from Daniel Elliott. Really? You, Daniel called me early on and he said, "Hey, Micah, he said I've already invited Rob. I already invited Rob. Would you want to sit at our table too?" And I said, "I said, dang it, Daniel, you you took my uh, you took my plus one. How are Rob and I gonna?" put on the, the Dumb and Dumber suits and walk into the, yes. into the Lincoln yes. Day like we own the place. Well, I'm sure it's an eight top, so you're just going to have to squeeze one more place setting in there and yep. make it nine. Yep, yep. Uh, Alright, well, I will see you. We will see you Friday to talk about Good Friday and Easter Sunday, and in the meantime, uh, keep up the good work. Hey, thanks guys. You too. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Now I talk you know it's really pathetic, Casey. What, Rob? And I showed the cloud. A grown man who really needs to be friends with other grown ass men because of the power they hold and the person who will kiss their ass to all ends of the earth, no matter what, no matter how much they actually embarrass themselves in the process. I mean, some people just need acceptance no matter what. It is pathetic that because someone holds a public office and you are, I mean, some people, let's face it. Some people are just single interest people. They don't care about others. They don't care about the plight of others. They don't care about the financial stake of others. They have one thing that interests them. And to get that thing taken care of, they will defend to the ends of the earth. I mean, it's it's really pathetic, the behavior of some people. And I think as we roll along on this show, maybe not today, but maybe in the near future, we're going to really start talking about those people. Because you start I, naming names. Well, I just I think I've been, I've been, I've been holding back. And okay. I just... Um, this is Rob Kendall holding back. Yeah. So I just really think here in the near future, I mean, some names people might know around here, maybe even. You're going to let it fly. Which is, I just I feel like I've been holding back. Will and, you warn me? Warn me before you do this. Yeah, no, I wasn't going to sandbag you and just launch into it. But uh, <laughs> uh, these people will know who they are and what we're talking about. And 
so we just want to give them a little warning that that's okay. uh, that's coming, and you know what I'm talking about. And so, a little teaser for the audience okay. that um, <laughs> I've just been way too nice with some people around here, and You've been nice. I've reached my limit. You know what happened to me yesterday? It's What's Kendall that? and Casey <laughs> on 93 WIBC 950. Good morning. So, you know what happened to me when I got home from work yesterday? What? I checked the mail, oh, and there was something in the mailbox. Do you hate checking the mail like I do? <sighs> You're afraid what's going to be in there? Well, well nothing, normally it's just bills. Well, that's my point. Yeah. No, there, uh, nobody's bills ever, and junk mail. No one's ever going to send me a check. <laughs> you might get a birthday card occasionally yeah, or something nice. Nothing can show up in my mailbox that's going to benefit me mm-hmm. financially. Mm-hmm. So it can only harm me. If I get nothing that harms me, I've considered day. it a great day. <laughs> if you stay out of jail. Hey, speaking of jail, I got summoned for jury duty. Oh. Yeah. Hey, Matt Hiblin, I'm going to need May 9th off. <laughs> what, what is a jury duty? Can you hold that? Is there any personal information on there? Anything well, you don't got, want? It's got my address. Oh, yeah. We'll you don't want you don't want people up. to see that. But yeah. uh, um, because your house is amazing sure. and people would love to come sure. over there the and hang out. Sure, the palatial estate What, like, what does it say? Does it say you are hereby ordered to appear? Yeah, greetings. You are ordered to appear as a <laughs> prospective juror for the Marion <laughs> County or the Marion Circuit and Superior Courts on May 9th, 23. And then if I have questions, there's an email. And, and then on the back, there's a whole bunch of stuff on the back. Oh. It says you are ordered to appear. As a prospective juror for Marion Circuit and Superior Courts on May 9th, 8 a.m. They give me a number I have to call and a website that I have to go to, or I can scan the QR code with my mobile device, which I must do within 14 days. It's all bright red. I have to answer some brief questions. And if I fail to respond to the notice, I will be held in contempt of court. Oh, how exciting. So I could get in trouble. You know, I have, I have, uh, I've only been given jury duty summons one time. That was many, many, many years ago. And I was not living at the address they had me at. And so I, you know, replied and said, I don't live here. And they said, okay, thank you Mm -hmm. very much. I think now, because I would, I would really love to be on a jury. Really? Well, it's gotta be the right case. I gotta want some insurance fraud case. Mm -hmm. Like I need one of the big boy cases. Yeah. Um, where I can waltz out of there and talk about service to my country when I get done. I think they look at me and go, there's no way anyone would get a fair trial with this guy. <laughs> so we're just... You are biased. You're out of here. Because isn't there some sort of jury selection where they ask you questions? I believe and... so. I'm in group number 14. Oh, I, I have exciting. A, I have a juror number and I also have a pin number. Oh. And if I, if I don't live in Marion County, I will be excused, but I have to answer questions and I have to uh, make sure my address is updated. Now, I do get free parking. Oh, how exciting. This, this is at the... Is it the, at the courthouse? Is that where you're uh, supposed to do it? Marion Circuit and Superior Court. Okay, yeah. There's free parking. There's food, apparently, and juror pay. Yeah, there is. Now, I think there's a bill working its way through the legislature because, well, that's what we do here in Indiana. We spend money that is going to raise the juror pay uh, pool. So if, okay, you, if so- you can hold out long enough, you may, if you can make this like usually new laws take effect July 1st, maybe you'll be receiving more more, more pay. More pay. I'll get a raise. I it, maybe. So it's fifteen dollars just for reporting for jury duty. How exciting! And then if I'm selected to serve on the jury, forty dollars per day. 
That's very interesting. So the dude had to serve on jury duty once, and he knew he was going to get selected. And at the time, he was part of the media as well. Uh huh. And, you know, a lot of people, oh, you're in the media. There's no way they're going to select you. Did they bounce him out because of his uh, high-profile media? Well, that's what we thought was going to happen, but the defense attorney looked at him and said, oh, no. I want that guy. Really? Well, because of his charming good looks no, or I his charisma? Because, because he ended up being the foreman. Yeah, well, I could see that. You would, because uh, you know, look, you want someone smart. Well, right? but if if you're a criminal defense attorney, and it was pro- a it was a murder. There's trial. Pro- there's probably a ninety percent chance your client is guilty. Wouldn't you? your your man's a pretty smart guy. I mean, I know you don't always think so, but <laughs> but in general, he's a pretty intellectual, intellectually superior person. Wouldn't you want the people who don't know what's going on? On your on your juror, yeah. I well, this was the defense attorney. That's what I'm saying. Wouldn't you him. want if the people know what's going on and can see through your bull crap? Wouldn't that be um? Wouldn't that not be generally in your favor? Wouldn't you want bleeding heart liberal people who you could kind of manipulate? Because all you got to do is get one person mm-hmm. for reasonable doubt. Right, exactly. And I think they looked at him and said, well, he's the guy who's going <laughs> to question everything. He's the one who's going to have reasonable doubt. Oh, it's an old reverse sort of thing. Yeah, so I don't know. Because I know when he served on jury duty, it, it was murder. And... There were pictures, and they had to review the pictures. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Yeah, it's a I'll lot. Get, I'll get. I'll have nightmares. It is a lot of work to be on a jury. I mean, especially if it's in well, any case, right? Because any case has a ramification for the people involved. Mm-hmm. But especially if you're in some sort of, you know, certainly if it is a, a case of violence, some sort, you know, high scale theft, things of that nature. I mean, that's a that's a big responsibility. I'm wondering what the rules are, like the repercussions for this. You know, do it. Can I go in there and say, "Hey, I broadcast on this yeah. major heritage radio station, yeah, heard from Illinois to Ohio and all points right. in between." We, you know, stream globally. Yeah, you don't want me talking about this. And you're right. We don't want you talking about this. You're out of here. You know what you got to do? What you got to walk in there and go. I am partners and friends with Rob Kendall, and they will throw you out of there. Excused? You don't. You don't want it. I assume, right? I. I. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I want, I want to do my duty, hey, but... Hey, real quick. We got about a minute left, right, Kev? Um, I want to point out, I got another mailer from my state representative, at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter. You can go see it. Mm-hmm. Jeff Thompson. Yeah. And all it says, I mean, they spent tens of thousands of dollars on this crap, Casey. And all it says is how to contact him. The same crap you could do with a two-second Google search. And so extrapolate this out across 100 state reps. I mean, it says nothing. It's a photo of this guy who, you know, I don't notice people's appearances, but if I were Jeff Thompson, I would not want my photo on anything. And then on the back, it's just the different ways to contact him. What a colossal waste of money. There's no money to help you with property taxes. These guys are avoiding this stuff like the plague, and yet they have who knows how much to send these stupid mailers out to people. The Republican Party is shameless. It's wasteful. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning.